0: What's going on, guys? Thanks for tuning back into Drugs and Stuff. This week, Dave and I are going to talk about front-loading. The idea of using more of a hormone at the beginning of your cycle to get your levels built up faster. Should you even do it? After that, we look at a video of Dave training with Zach Khan. Then from there, we go to your listener questions. And listen, guys, we've got some banter in this episode, a bunch of other stuff. So if you want to skip around, we have timestamps below. This week on listener questions is having high estrogen neuroprotective against using drugs like tren insulin to get shredded or on a bulk. We talk a little bit about subcutaneous steroid injections. Plus, is primo faked as often as it's claimed to be? All of that and a bunch more. We're going to do it right now here on Drugs and Stuff. What's up, guys? Welcome back to Drugs and Stuff with David Stanley Crossland and your favorite host, Christmas Cabbage. I'm Scott McNally. All of our programming is brought to you by truenutrition.com. You could use our code THINK for some additional savings on high-quality third-party tested supplements that hardcore bodybuilders have trusted for over 15 years. David, today we're going to talk about front-loading. We've got a question about front-loading. I thought we'd make it a good topic. Also, I don't want to spoil this too much, but uh, I saw you in a video on YouTube on Zach Kahn's page. So we're going to do a video review of Dave's training skills after we talk about front-loading. And then, of course, we've got a bunch of listener questions, guys. Um, if you are new to our programming, then I highly encourage you, hit the subscribe button, hit the bell, all that stuff. It helps to boost our programming and the algorithm when they see like, they're like, these guys are popular. And then more people will subscribe and then more people will get to enjoy the content. So... And hopefully you and you learn something.
1: And then to monetize the advertising to make loads of money. That's the real reason. Don't listen to a fucking word he says. He's full of shit.
0: I enjoy putting in 40 hours a week into this podcast, Dave, you for absolutely... Put
1: four, you put fucking four hours max into your life, let alone this podcast.
0: <laughs> yes, you're right. I manage the entire channel, uh, put out various <laughs> shows, interviews every week, and I do it all... In thirty minutes, that's all I do. Thirty minutes.
1: We know that now. You fight and and plus working with me is a pleasure. You should be paying me for the privilege.
0: Anyway, <laughs> we we got Look, some.
1: Look at by the pound; you'd be skinned.
0: We got some really nice feedback. um I screen capped a few nice comments that we got from our listeners. Uh, I have them mixed in with our questions, so I don't know where they are. Uh, before we get started with our topic of front-loading, though, I did have a picture that one of our viewers sent us today. This is a, can you see anything in this picture besides you and I over there on the left? Look at that look on our faces. Like we, How could he possibly enjoy watching that show? That looks awful, first of all. But do you see anything else in this photo that looks familiar?
1: Yeah, that looks like a supplement needs tub, and that looks like a strong product next to it.
0: You know what? I think you're right. I can't blow it up any more than that, but I think you're freaking right. Oh, and look I'm, at that!
1: I'm 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 really curious as to what all those circles are and numbers and, and technical shit is.
0: I know, dude. That looks like he's doing some really impressive stuff over there. Like that guy's a lot smarter than we are, flat out. Whatever think that think is.
1: To, do you think he's planning to rob somewhere? Uh, it could be.
0: That does. Yeah. Look at that orange line. It looks like an escape route, doesn't it?
1: It does, does it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> I also see uh, Christmas cabbage there next to the supplements. Yes. Yes. Is that a is that a Luke Sandow figurine by chance? It's a it's a figurine. I can't see. The bobblehead uh, next to Christmas cabbage, and then he has a that mug with fun. your face on it.
1: I've seen the mug with my face on it. What? <laughs> uh, i actually thought that figurine was i thought i thought that figurine was groot at first and then i thought no it's actually a proper body it can't
0: be <laughs> yeah they're doing those um they're doing those figurines like the bobbleheads of different different popular pro bodybuilders i think that we should have one of christmas cabbage in that lineup
1: yeah is, does, is that a sign that you've made it when they bring a figurine an action figure out of you
0: yeah, I think uh yeah we should we should work on that. We should. Oh hey, by the way Jesus, look at this. I got I'm getting congratulations from our people, Dave. Something big happened over the weekend.
1: Yeah, aren't people sort of doing it the wrong way? What do you mean? Well shouldn't it be commiserations Victoria?
0: I mean it's the same difference, right? I I proposed you know, to I mean, Victoria. You're you <clears throat> She said yes. And uh, we are going to live happily ever after now. So there's that. And,
1: until you run out of the drugs.
0: <laughs> what's And then what? What do you mean?
1: Well, then you won't be able to drug her anymore. And then she'll wake <laughs> up and realize what's happened and she'll run away. Yes. Because let's face it, Scott, you're punching way above on that one.
0: <laughs> I, I'll tell you what, man. <clears throat> I am the luckiest guy in the world. That's for sure. I, yeah, you know me. I will say that, and we're going to get married. I'm gonna announce it now in jolly old England, and Dave is going to be our officiant. That's the plan. I'm not coming well you got to you're gonna be the guy to wed us. We want to no, do, it do
1: it
0: at the original uh the original uh, gym that Dorian Yates trained at.
1: I don't think, I don't even know if if the original temple still uh, the original gym still exists.
0: (laughs) Well, wherever, wherever, whatever is there now, maybe it's a 7-Eleven or something, we will, or, you know, something like that. Well, we want to get married on that spot. Anyway. (laughs) Listen, we do have some stuff here. Like I said, we do have a bunch of questions. You guys left us a bunch of questions on the last episode. If you want to ask questions for the next podcast, uh, comment on the YouTube. Plus, like I said before, comments, likes, subscribe, all that stuff. It helps to boost us up. We appreciate you guys. We appreciate all the comments you guys have been giving us. We had a topic, a question that came to us about front loading. And this is something we've discussed probably a zillion times before, considering that we're on... 100 episode 119 i believe this is dave uh, but that said we, we haven't talked about it in a long time so some of our listeners may not have heard that uh, so mohammed says can you dis- can you please no can you discuss please how to front load only long esters versus overlapping short esters on top of long esters to achieve the highest concentration in a short period of time and should overlapping be only in the first 4 to 6 weeks until the long esters fully fully build up or through the whole cycle thank you you're rubbing your forehead dave what are you what's going on right now
1: nothing i i just i i'm not a fan of front loading i i don't see any positives are only see negatives unless you're working within a minimal time frame mm. where you have to have it in and out in a very short time frame and one example because I've coached guys that work on the rigs and because they're so strict going on the rigs what they tend to do is they'll come on shore for 4 weeks they'll run a cycle for 4 weeks mm. and then they'll go offshore with nothing so For them, with such a finite period of time, uh, where they have a defined end and start that they have to squeeze in, then there is some argument for some form of front loading. That makes sense. Uh, Because you want your elevated levels as high as you can, as quick as they can. Well, What I don't understand when you've got a regular cycle length is that... First of all, when you inject a long ester, it peaks in your bloodstream in around 24 hours. Um, Yes, it will take time for those levels to build up to their full capability because of the overlap with the injection frequency against the ester. If you've got a 10-day half-life, you're injecting once a week. Every time you inject, you're starting from a higher baseline so that the the peak level will increase each time and eventually it gets to a point where it plateaus, which is somewhere around the six-week margin very slightly, depending on on dose you're running. However, what people seem to not grasp, and I I don't get this at all, is that for the same way you get that build up at the beginning, you get that ramp off at the end. So I don't see the point in pushing levels really high to start because you're going to get, Two weeks of active hormones at the end of the cycle after you finish injecting, anyway. So, if you've got an open ended cycle, i.e., you don't have to be off and clear at a set date, then it you're you, what you perceive you lose at the beginning, you gain at the end. It makes no fucking difference. The elevation level period is the same, yeah. It's just it's shifted slightly. Um, so we'll look at the positives and then we'll look at the negatives so the positives yes you will peak le- you will reach higher levels quicker however the timing and the dosing to make that a even transition i wouldn't even want to try and work it out it would take a hell of a lot yeah because what you're trying to do is replicate the ester build up in your system from a long and replacing that with fast esters for the short period and your fast ester dosing would have to decline as the week goes on. So as your slow ester builds like this, well, good opposite way so it looks right in the camera. So if your slow is building up like this, your fast ester will start high at this point to mm-hmm. get your peak. And as your slow ester reaches your peak, your fast ester slows down. Um, so that's difficult in itself yeah advantage wise i think there's virtually none unless you like
0: more side effects if you like more side effects then you may be able to achieve that goal through front loading
1: exactly so this is where we come to the negatives your body does not like hard changes it does not like Rapid changes in any levels and it will generally overcompensate in the opposite direction if you do test flu so First thing is an immune response which we commonly term as test flu You're much more likely to get that if you slam a high hard dosing quick for sure The the second thing you're gonna get is an over Drive for aromatization.
0: True. So
1: estrogen levels estrogen levels are gonna skyrocket. And the problem is that because getting the dosing right is so awkward, what most people will do is they for argument's sake will say, Right, I'm gonna run let's do a real ballpark stupid numbers. We're gonna run seven hundred and fifty mega test a week. So I'm gonna start with a front load of two hundred and fifty mega prop a week. Mm. Uh, I'd say they even do look to taper it. And then the second week I'll go down to two, 150, 150. Then you're going to get a huge spike in estrogen very early on that actually when you get and you drop out your fast acting, your estrogen management at that point is going to be over the top for the dose you're running. Yeah. What most people will do is they'll run a fast tester at a fixed rate. So what they're actually doing is they're doing 750 a test, 250 a prop, so and that will stay, and then they'll drop the 250 a prop at week six. So they've built the levels quite high, higher than they planned to run their cycle on in the first place. Their estrogen is going to be very high at this point, and then all of a sudden they're going to get a drop-off. When that estrogen drops, which it will do irrespective of your estrogen management because you've now got less aromatizing drugs in your system, that's going to trigger prolactin. Because trolactin is triggered by an elevation of estrogen and then a drop of estrogen. So now you've artificially created a, a, a prolactin bloom that never needed to be there in the first place. Hmm. The complexities of running a front load correctly in a way that's beneficial.
0: What is, is that so sound? Weird. What is that sound?
1: What's that?
0: It's going What's sound. Do, 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 do. Every five minutes. What is that sound?
1: I think I forgot to put my phone on silent. Oh.
0: Stop moaning! I just heard this. I no, thought it. I thought silent. I was going insane. I thought I was. Why do you have two phones? Is one of those a burner? That's a burn. Dave's no. got a burner phone, guys. What the fuck is? What kind of shit is he up to?
1: This is the eval phone, which is why it's in a red case. Eval. And this is the Dave work phone. The Dave work.
0: I know what I'm looking at here. I'm not gonna say anything more. Let's just focus on the topic. You guys saw that,
1: right? Like I said, Victoria could do better. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, we're gonna get messages. I, I have to say something or we'll get comments, Dave, and people will be like can't you guys at least shut your phones off to do a podcast? As no, a matter I, of fact, I better check to make sure my stuff. I, I, yeah, check yours. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> I turned mine off. I forgot I'd left the Eval one on. Uh, but yeah, so you know, from loading in principle sounds really clever and really good, but in reality, it's incredibly difficult to administrate correctly. And for my, for me, the, the negatives outweigh the benefits. They really do.
0: You know, I, I remember a while ago, it might have been episode 100 of Muscle Minds. Scott did a whole breakdown, like that. He looked at the science of half-lives. We're used to looking at these charts on, on the steroid websites that tell us, you know, test sip 10.5 days, all of this stuff. He said, in reality, a lot of these things were shown like a half-life of th- these long esters were shown a half-life of like three days in the real world. So you know you're you're building up
1: the thing is with 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 drug clearance rates which is effectively what your half-life becomes that's affected by body fat levels the more body fat Mm. you carry the higher drug clearance rate you'll have it's affected by muscle mass levels it's affected by hormone stability if you've had a if you've been very stable with your hormones your clearance rate will increase yeah yeah um so it's 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 far from fixed and that's the problem i mean I work off half-lives for ease, but then when you look into Europe, you look at most of Europe, they use terminal half-lives. So for them, test nth is, is I think it's six, seven days. I can't remember what the terminal half-life is now. Um, And that's what they work off for the half-lives. They don't work off the um, ones that we generally use, which is a 10.5. Hmm.
0: Well, I hope this gives him some information or, you know, some thoughts about it. I I, I know that in the past, I've definitely fallen victim to the idea of front-loading. I mean, I had front-loaded the hell out of stuff in the past, and I probably dealt with more side effects. I can tell you that I, I remember getting test flu more than once, you know, at the beginning of a cycle. How, how about you, Dave? Had you ever gotten into front-loading?
1: Not really, but I suffered badly with test flu anyway mm. um, every every fucking cycle. I. I'd spend the first three weeks using paracetamol or something just to get rid of some of the symptoms because it was felt like shit. Always did, always have done. And you just get—I got to the point where it was just like, "This is what happens." And then yeah. by about week four, four and a half, I felt fucking amazing. Yeah. But but the, those first three weeks were awful. Yeah. Performance in the gym was good, but you know the rest of the time I just felt like I was full of it.
0: Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, hey, listen, we do have a bunch of listener questions. And like I said, you guys are welcome to comment with questions for the next show. Uh, People in our live feed, you're welcome to throw some questions up as we talk here. Uh, We did get I'm not going to go to them right now, but we did get questions about the uh, engagement in our plans. If we have time, we'll talk about that. Uh, But I wanted to switch gears and do something we normally don't do. And that is uh, I got a video. This is this is on Zach Khan's channel. And it premiered nineteen hours ago. We're now watching it here. look at that. Is this, did he have like a video crew? oh who's that on the right? who is that guy dave
1: that's michael Zach's training partner.
0: what's going on here huh so did he have like a uh did he have like a uh a video crew with him here
1: no just one guy um so i've I've been training zach. Probably six weeks now, five, six weeks we've been working together.
0: Okay. V- video um, is sponsored by Eval. Look at that, professional.
1: Yeah, I didn't, he'd done that. I didn't even realize he'd done that. That was very I only really just realized that now. That's cool. So Zach came to me. Well, me and Zach started talking at FitX. Um, then he competed in Spain. He, he wasn't happy with where he came, but he was very accepting of where his weaknesses were. Yeah. And he came to me and said, would I work with him? Uh, to try and bring those up, I don't think Zach's particularly interested um, in. I would say he's not interested in being competitive because I think any competitive bodybuilder is interested in being competitive, but I think the drive for him this time is more for himself. Okay. He wants to show that he still has the capability because the, his last showing was definitely not Zach at his best. Yeah. So it's so we start we went through everything to start with, uh and then we started focusing on where his weak areas were. So his weak areas were legs and chest. Okay. And a bit of back. Now back he's managed to take on himself, uh, and his back's improved quite substantially. Um I'd love to share the pics, but that would be disrespectful to Zach, so unfortunately you can all fuck off. Um <laughs>
0: I'll post them on but, the show, guys. Don't worry yeah. about it. We just don't tell Dave. But that?
1: Leg, legs we have been hitting hard. Yeah. But um, it's always a different session. Um, I, I do change rep tempos and rep styles a lot. Hmm. I don't count reps. I don't even count sets. I work off how the individual I'm training reacts and endures what we're doing.
0: Sure. That makes sense.
1: Uh, so... Uh, it is the i mean that we did a session the week before which was quite a nasty one and literally his leg stopped in the day before we did this session which was a week later
0: <laughs> okay well it sounds like good but, timing uh, though. yeah
1: it's it's a, it, i focus on really sort of trying to work the muscle rather than move load yeah i mean don't get me wrong we there will be times when we go heavy because i need to take some of his power away yeah Um, i can see that so you know sometimes i'll push the weight heavy just to just basically take his power out of him so he hasn't got that anymore and then we can focus on really getting the muscle to work
0: what kind of machines are those what brand is that
1: i have no idea the green that's all i can tell you
0: yeah they are bright green aren't they
1: the whole fucking gym's green.
0: <laughs> yeah, I kind of like it. I like the look of that stuff.
1: It's a, it's a good gym. Uh, it's a very good gym. Uh, Muscle Fusion in Sheffield, very good gym.
0: I want to mention, too, for uh, anybody who's maybe brand new to bodybuilding or newer, I mean, everybody, you know, uh, if you're gone for a minute, people forget who you were. Zach Kahn, uh was a very promising bodybuilder when he, you know, came out and he had, was it a double quad rupture?
1: Yes, and then he had an infection and had to have him reattached again.
0: Good God. So he just so, took him right out.
1: Yeah, I mean, on a par with Jean-Pierre Fuchs, it was that sort of, an, and that injury ended Jean-Pierre Fox's career. So yeah, for Zach to come back from that, Zach's a, a, a bit of a Marmite character. He, he's got an online persona. It's not everybody's taste, and I get that. It's not really my taste, his online persona, but in person... He's a really nice, kind, humble, considerate guy. He really is. And he'd do anything for anyone. Um, and uh, we've, you know, we, we're becoming good friends over this, I would say. No kidding. But one of, the things we had to, one of the things we had to work on very early on in all this was his confidence and his fear. Huh. Because obviously coming back from that level of injury, that's going to be in the back of your mind.
0: No kidding, right?
1: You know, so I tend not to push him too heavy, but we have done. I mean, we've gone six, seven plates on the hat squat to failure, Uh, but we tend to work in a slightly lighter weight range, but um, a more intense rep format, so we we don't put the strain on the attachments in the same way and we keep the stress in the muscle.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: It's very difficult to sort of get the experience from watching a video. It's something you really need to try and do. Hmm. One simple, which is explained at the beginning of this video, but one simple rep style is this. Dead stop, start slow. So the first two, three inches are very controlled. Once you get past those first two, three inches, then you start to accelerate the rep.
0: Yes, yeah.
1: Try that in any exercise, and if you've never done it before, you'll be amazed at how it changes the feel of the movement you're doing.
0: Yeah, I could see that. Well, this is cool, man. I'm glad we could uh, take a little visit here and it check was, that
1: out. He um, was throwing his ring off at the end of that. That's- oh, yeah? <laughs> yeah. What, is, what
0: does that even mean? I don't know what throwing his ring off means. Is that a British thing? or?
1: Right. So he was, he was being sick. Oh, he was. Is it in the video? I wonder. Yes, it is.
0: Well, you guys will have to tune in to watch that. Uh, obviously, it's at Zach Khan's channel. Just premiered. Let's move on. We do have a bunch of listener questions. I am just going to start randomly pulling these up. So, these were from the last episode. Uh, I am not sure what we've got here. Ooh, speaking of training, cool dude uh, has a question for us. This is also cool dude slash laser. So he says, training question for Dave on the next episode. I recently switched from three times a week full body to a four-day upper-lower split. I would like to start adding some direct ab work. What would be the best route in terms of giving the core muscles some extra work, but while leaving out the hip flexors as much as possible? They get plenty of work already from the squat and deadlift. Until now, I have just been relying on bracing from the compound movements, uh, but would like to add some something additional. Pip, pip, cheerio, and chocolate cake. He knows us. He knows you, Dave.
1: Right. First question is: So, why does Laser have two identities online?
0: Well, he's cool, dude, on YouTube. He's Laser. So, Laser, believe it or not, was not his given name. His mom didn't call never him Laser. Really?
1: Yeah. You sure?
0: I'm pretty sure. Pretty sure.
1: I have a client called Darko. That's his real name.
0: Darko. Given, like Darko by his parents. Biotic,
1: yeah. Yeah, What's his Darko last Biotic. name?
0: That's a freaking comic book Biotic. hero name. Darko Biotic.
1: <laughs> it's cool, isn't it? That's badass. Yeah, I want to beat this guy.
0: Don't um, go biotic. Anyway,
1: so yeah. at work, I, I personally generally would suggest one leg raise movement, one crunch movement, five sets of each, every set to failure, body weight only, but focusing on, on activating the core in the correct way. So obviously with... With leg raises, it's very easy to bring the hip flexors in and get the hip flexors to do the work. So that takes some control. That takes some patience to get so that your lower core is what is the muscles that are moving your legs. So I would work on the engagement in a movement before I did anything else. Once I knew I'd got the engagement right and it was moving, then I would start, and I'd do five sets to failure, body weight only, with a crunch or a tight movement I would roll up into a ball as I did the movement. So it'd be like, ab, ab, ab. So instead of just trying to move up, I'd curl up like that. Oh, Handing camera, yes. hand camera, hand camera, you know, so you, you do are literally curling your abs up like this rather than doing that.
0: You know what, if I can add something to that too, I think Certainly that yeah. you, um, holding your contractions, you know, I think that when, when we were kids, we would think about doing, as many sit ups as you could, for instance. So you just pop them out, go one, two, three, four, five. But if you take your time with a, a crunch type movement and you actually squeeze and contract and then control that negative up, I think you get a lot more out of it.
1: Yeah. I mean, that's, that's my principle behind all muscle movements is that you Agreed. make the muscle to the movement rather than any momentum or any tendon or any other supporting muscles um i'm not a fan of contraction in a sense of tensing a muscle i prefer that as you contract a muscle you just carry on trying to get that muscle to shorten further and further and further i like that so where i mean biceps are an easy example for you. so you come up don't tense just keep pulling in and pulling in and pulling in and pulling in and that way you'll get the muscle to correct more efficiently same with your abs so don't flex them, but just keep pulling them in so they continue to contract through the movement.
0: We had a lot of people that connected to that when you when you mentioned that about biceps the other day. He took this out. This was one of the nice comments we got. Andy says, um, my favorite show ever, ever, uh even talking uh into even taking into consideration TV shows and movies. I love hearing you guys together. Thank you for uh, delivering such a great show. I hope you guys do this show forever. Chemistry Between You Two is on another level. There's Scott and Dave, and then there's Luke and Fuad. Legends, simple as that. I thought that was very pleasant of him. I thought that was very nice, and I appreciated it.
1: Very flattering. Um, I think he's exaggerating our quality, but uh, a little bit. nonetheless, little bit. I do appreciate the comment. Yeah.
0: I agree with you. I agree with you. Uh, okay, question. Uh, does staying away from AIs and keeping estrogen on the high side add neurological protection while taking neurotoxic compounds like Tren and DECA?
1: Toxic. You, to you what? I don't know is the honest answer there. Well... Um, to an extent yes yeah. um how impacting it is i have no idea what sort of levels you'd be looking at i have no idea um i i like estrogen being a bit higher on a bulk anyway obviously on a cut, it needs to be a bit lower to aid fat loss and, and water and everything else but I've never actually looked at it, so I, I, I genuinely really don't know any more than those real simple observations.
0: I am going to make a little chart here, actually. Uh, let's see, here it goes like this, goes like this, goes like this.
1: Don't be drawing boobies. Scott, you drew a booby.
0: This is a this is a bell. Okay. And so there there is some reality. Like they, they are finding from what I understand that estrogen is neuroprotective and it's important for things yeah. like fighting Alzheimer's. It's important for, for memory and cognition, all that shit. And they're finding now, from what I understand there's three different types of estrogen receptors and they don't even know where all of them exist. They, like, they don't even know the extent of which chemicals or excuse me, hormones like estrogen or progesterone can be protective, but they do recognize, it's something that they're, they're like really studying now. But what Victoria would say is if you look at a bell curve that health happens in the middle, you don't want too much you don't want too little. So I think that the only thing I would add is that in bodybuilding, we think like, well, you know, if estrogen is neuroprotective, then I should have a shitload of it to protect myself even more because I'm taking trend. So my...
1: It, it, yeah, but that's a point. I mean, with all hormones in the body, there becomes a point when the excess becomes counterproductive. Yeah,
0: yeah. So I would think...
1: it's neuroprotective.
0: Yeah, yeah. So I would think having some estrogen in, yes, but... Uh I, would that be caused to like have real high estrogen, you know? Like I, I don't think so, you know.
1: Yeah, I mean it's like saying, you know, well, test is neuroprotective, so I'll run my grammar test. A grammar <laughs> test is not neuroprotective. You know what I mean? A grammar <laughs> test is neurotoxic. Um so yeah, it it, it ooh, ooh, sorry. Um Oh sorry, cabbage. Sorry. The cabbage, Dave. So uh what's up?
0: Oh, just how you knocked the cabbage down it was whoa whoa that's all I have to say Dave don't 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 mess around here people will get people will get really pissed our followers will not like that that's all I gotta say <laughs> I bet nobody wants Dave to send him that cabbage anymore uh, we need a dedicated, in-depth info on how one can use insulin to get shredded and how to bulk on it uh, as I trust your knowledge and appreciate your inputs. Uh, learning about this from a long time, but I'll be grateful for your inputs.
1: So insulin doesn't get you shredded but it may help Um, in the same way that insulin doesn't get you big but it may help but in both cases it's definitely a case of less is more as far as i'm concerned people may disagree with this i know my loss would particularly disagree with this when it came to the bulking side of things now there is a difference let's deal with the bulking first so there's a difference between insulin use to appear bigger and insulin use to get bigger. If you want to appear bigger with insulin use, then it is definitely very much the more the merrier. The higher the dose, the more glycogen and water retention driven into the muscle, the bigger the muscle's going to appear, the bigger you're going to appear, but that's temporary. Drop the dose and that water will disappear and that glycogen will disappear. Yeah. If you are wanting from a growth point of view that it's low dose, I like to stick to fast acting. I'm not a fan of that baseline Lanta stuff um, idea. I see why, but I just I don't think it works as well as people think it does. And one of the problems is, is that even fast acting will build up and accumulate over a period of a day. So there will still still be insulin from your early morning injection floating around in your system at four or five o'clock at night. Most of it's still active for around twelve hours. Really. So. Yeah, yeah. It, 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 it declines and it hits its peak very rapidly, but there is a residual that stays in quite a long time. Okay. So as the day goes on, you start to get that residual build up. Yeah. Um, so sometimes you might find that your last meal, you don't want any sling at all with it, or you're using a lower dose. It, it's, it's very person-independent but a small amount of insulin with meals is going to take some stress off the beta cells is going to help you utilize the nutrition you're consuming at that point, And long-term is going to allow you to eat more food. Yeah. Um, from a dieting point of view. So the basic idea is that if you drive blood glucose levels low, your body will then start to metabolize fat to increase blood glucose levels. And that's why you use insulin in a dieting phase. Uh, because it will drive BG low, your body will then push uh, fat metabolism. Therefore, you burn more fat because you're keeping your blood sugars at a low state. Um, And from what little experience I've had with it, which is little, it does seem to be relatively effective. Uh, I've never done anything with anyone singly based around insulin on a diet phase. It's always been, a, you know, along with growth hormone faster in the morning as well so it's not that easy to pinpoint exactly which did what but i would i would have said that there is definitely an impact there
0: yeah yeah i uh i uh, this is more than i thought you were going to say i thought you're going to say that insulin did nothing beneficial because i know you you're not a a fan of it but what i'm gathering from you is you're not an, a fan of the overuse of it
1: I've done the, the big cycle. I've done the 120 IU slim post-workout bollocks. Good God. Pushes. Yeah.
0: Um,
1: um, and all I found off the back of that was huge insulin resistance, yeah. huge amounts of intramuscular glycogen war, which at the time was amazing. You know, it was it's incredible. But the reality of that was that when I dropped those doses, it all went away. Um yeah. So I don't think high doses are productive, as people like to make out. And I've been very negative towards GH and insulin previously because what everybody did was the more the merrier. Yeah. In more recent years, there's been a change of attitudes to low dose, small amounts, time correctly. And that I do see benefit in and that I do see worth it. Um, But, yeah, I'm not a fan of the big doses. I've done it with the GH. I've done it with the insulin. And and I personally didn't see much of it. And when I sort of looked at it from a more scientific point of view, I didn't see a great deal of benefit to it either.
0: We did, by the way, we did get some comments. Uh, Why is he hitting the cabbage? Uh, I wouldn't put my cabbage through that abuse. So just... I wanted you to know people did recognize uh, what you did there.
1: So I'm just going to. The cabbage got hit because Michelle doesn't train hard enough.
0: Oh, oh, oh. Uh, question about subcutaneous injections. I've been doing subcutaneous injections lately. Test probe and Tren Ace. And it feels way potent than normal intramuscular. Any thoughts about it? Now, I don't know what this word means. He says, I don't have any lum, LUMB either, L-U-M-B. I think um, he means lump. That's what I thought he might have meant, too. Oh, it's
1: because he says LUMB again. I yeah. know,
0: I know. Note, he says, I'm uh, working on construction site also. Uh, this means I move a lot and am doing a lot of movements overhead. does not affect anything on LUMB. Uh, Could feel, it be lumbar? Is, is it? T- I don't know. He says I feel some pip, half a day, but not harsh one. Edit most thing most mostly doing these injects on delts because they feel that the most. Is he doing? I don't get it. He says he's doing delt injections, but he's also saying he's doing subq. Is he doing subq on uh-huh. the delt?
1: How would you do a sub Q on the delt? How would you get...
0: Real fatty delt.
1: Well, yeah, I mean, that's the bit I'm confused about. Where How would you get the pinch to make sure it does, it isn't going into the muscle?
0: Delts are one of the areas that you can usually... I don't care how fat you are, you can guarantee you can get that in there into the muscle easily. You know what I mean?
1: Well, I'll be the exception. To that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I I don't know what he means by that. But I I guess let's just talk about sub-Q shots then. I mean, uh, what are are your thoughts overall?
1: Sub-Q slows clearance rate. As a result, you get less of a peak, you get less of a drop. So whereas your natural hormone peak would go and then start coming down and and do that, your sub-Q peak is more that. So as a result, if you're doing sub-Q, you get much more hormone stability, but the other thing is because it takes longer to get out of your system, you get a much greater buildup. So smaller doses will actually have greater impact. The hmm. negative of sub-Q is the volume of drug we would generally run when we're on cycle. Hmm. Um, the other problem is obviously it's going to take it longer to get out of your system if you do have a problem. Yeah. Um, but it, it does, it, it, it's useful for people that suffer with bad reactions from, um, quick hormone level increases. Okay. Going back to what we were talking about front, front loading to a degree it will offset things sides like that. Um, but, uh, I'm not sure why he's uh, saying it feels more potent. But then technically, he would have, if he's been doing it for a period of time, he would potentially have a much greater plasma level of hormone.
0: (coughs) Yeah. All right. Um, Have you heard about this? Uh, We'll take this from Jack Ray on the live feed. He says, uh, do you guys think that sauna has any use in the real world? Positive effects on muscle growth. Uh, he says he's doing two 20-minute sauna sessions at 176 degrees Fahrenheit, separated by 30 minutes cooling periods, da-da-da, because uh, it's it's said to raise growth hormone levels. And it's been proven to raise growth hormone levels. Uh, do you think that that would be uh, worth going through all of that in order to get this benefit? Uh, it says well, five-fold increase. I don't know about that. That's a lot of growth hormone.
1: Well, no, yeah, but it's a five-fold increase on your natural level. Okay. So if your natural level is equivalent to 1 IU, for argument's sake, then you're, it's 5 IU.
0: That's a fucking blast of GH. Then that's worth it.
1: Yeah. But it's only going to be for a very short period of time, isn't it? It's only going to be elevated at that level for a very short period of time because it won't stay elevated in the system for very long. Um, I'm. I just. I don't see major benefits from GH from a point of view of growth. I only see major benefits from GH from a point of view of recovery.
0: I see or it fast. as being, you know, longevity, recovery, overall, you know, improved performance. Uh, but yeah, it'd be a lot of work, man. To do all that, yeah.
1: I mean, I I think when you start looking, I mean, if you're talking daily, in order to do a um, a growth hormone spike daily, you're talking an hour to an hour and a half a day messing around with saunas. I'd rather just inject it. To be honest,
0: I'll tell you what, man. I bet you that there's a lot of other things that you could think about doing first that are a lot more basic that would improve your plan. You know what I mean? Because we like injection. <laughs> Yes. Well, we, we, we talk about like how people will get wrapped up in, you know, like, should I take, should I inject this steroid this time and all of that? But they don't have the basics down. Like they could learn how to train better. I bet we can all learn how to train better. I would say, Jack, if you invested that time into continually working on making your training better, that you would improve more from that than investing the time and energy into this. That would be my thought. Maybe better diet, too. And I agree. Okay. Uh what else do we have here? IGF one LR three versus Lantus with HGH to control blood glucose and improve insulin sensitivity. Isn't IGF LR three uh will be better as Some clinical studies show that IGF, improving insulin sensitivity, but Lantus, long-acting, may worsen it. So, I get what he's saying here. Yeah. What you did. So, no matter what, taking Ah. insulin is not going to improve your insulin sensitivity. You know? It's only going to make it worse, any insulin. The only way to improve it would be to, well, clean up your diet, use a GDA. From what I understand, IGF LR3 does make you more insulin sensitive. So, that I mean, it would help with that. I wouldn't go to IGF specifically to improve my insulin sensitivity. I think there's a lot of other ways you could do it, including number one being improving your diet.
1: Right. So, uh, it depends is, is it QL? Uh, is, is QL um, looking at IGF-1 LR3 from a point of view of, um, I want to run this because it's impact on muscle growth? Because um, if you're just looking at improving insulin sensitivity generally, then yes, as you've already said, GDAs, diet, cardio, all these things are probably going to have a much greater impact. Mm. Growth hormone itself is going to cause insulin resistance over time. Obviously, uh, insulin does the same. So, if you're just thinking, well, I want to run insulin because I want to increase IGF and I want to run growth for the same sort of similar, you know, for, for, to promote more muscle growth, then I, I think you're just wasting money and time. Yeah, i be honest, um, peptides are all right. You know, they have their place, and some of them can be very effective. I, I that the the growth hormone peptides. Uh, and And such like I've always found to be very lacking in actual real world results. You might find off a bit fuller, they can have a good impact on appetite, but I've never found them to uh, and and also aid sleep to an extent, but I've never found them to be particularly impacting on progress.
0: It's not like d ball basically yeah, yeah, yeah all right uh what supplements would you recommend for thyroid benefits? Natural and pharma.
1: So desiccated thyroid is the natural one. I think that's very popular and actually got quite a lot of data behind it as being quite beneficial. I know there'll be other stuff. Um, No doubt my good lady wife's going to shout something at me at the moment. No, she's keeping quiet. Great. Thanks for helping us out there, love. (laughs) Natural sups for helping thyroid.
0: Tyrosine, L-tyrosine.
1: The only thing I can think of is the desiccated. Right, the only thing you can think of at the moment is the desiccated. Right. Um, L-tyrosine,
0: L-tyrosine would be good, of? and uh, iodine. Make sure your iodine is up.
1: Now, pharma I don't believe there is a medication to improve thyroid function. All medications are thyroid substitutes. Yeah. I'm not aware of one. I'm not aware of one that increases thyroid function. I'm only aware of T4 and T3 that would obviously uh, replace.
0: Yeah. I guess a question would be too. Thyroid is such a complex thing. You know, it's uh what, what would what are what is the cause would be an interesting part of the puzzle to understand why why do you need to benefit your thyroid. You know why do you need to take care of it like this? Is it you know what's happening in your body and what in, what's getting broken down in the chain, you know? Like do you have plenty of T4 but it's not converting to T3? Do you not have, you know, low do you have low TSH period? Like, you know what I'm saying? It's like it's is there's so many aspects. It's such like a delicate balance. Uh, what else do we have here, Dave? Uh just a comment here, random comment cake is a made up drug. Did you say that on the last show?
1: uh well, barring just barring blocked right. bar not allowed on the channel get rid right. of him
0: he's he's banned good as banned thank uh you. thank you. oh, this is kind of a fun one. We we're talking about uh last episode I mentioned I liked masteron. Uh, in fact, I like Mass D. It's one of my favorite compounds to run. And I said I like it better than Primo because I feel like it's a little bit more consistent. And Douglas Smith had said, "Is Primo really faked that much? Underdosed? Yeah, maybe. Uh, with the availability of testing today, how often do you guys receive fake Primo?"
1: You, is there a lot of drug testing availability? I mean, I know there's Williams Roy tests, but they're a bit hit and miss. Yeah, I got that's. You uh, got these.
0: That's all I know of.
1: The Roy test kits, yeah. Yeah. I I. To be honest, I've um. See, I still see Primo regularly faked quite often. Yeah. I it usually comes to go out from people's bloods. Uh, that we end up finding out that they've been faked. But, uh, yeah, I mean, there, there is the ROID test kits available, but I don't think there's particularly many other testing services available currently.
0: I feel like trying to get these colors to match is so difficult.
1: Like, it's not well, a... It's very much... Yeah, it's not an exact science. It's not a number, is it? It's actually a visual opinion of, of whether you think it matches or not.
0: Yeah, uh, 2007, this thing happened called Operation Raw Deal, and they took out like 20-something domestic UGL sources uh, from the United States. They were all tied to the steroid super board, it was called. I was not a part of that board, nor did I know anything about these sources. Uh, This has all been told to me by another person. When all that went down, a big thing they were doing was they were testing all their gear and they were showing proof of testing.
1: Oh, was this the one that was uh, crowdfunded or whatever it was? Um, Was this the one that was set up based on um, public funding?
0: There was some public funding, but I I think you might be thinking of something else because the sources were testing too. uh, And as a result, what they ended up doing was the the government – uh, helped to protect us from ourselves by taking testing away they made it illegal to to test these illegal compounds so therefore uh, we wouldn't have to worry about you know testing our drugs from illegal sources and in fact i'm sure that from there people just stopped using steroids period because they could no longer get them tested in the united states mm, you know definitely. that was 2007 and it I think people pretty much are done with steroids since then.
1: I don't think anyone uses anymore.
0: All right. We got a couple more. We'll get through here quickly. Uh, thoughts on using a low dose of T3 to help while recomping 25 to 30, I'm sure he means, micrograms per day.
1: Oh, that dose really... All you're going to do is secure normal function in the sense as you're going to replicate normal function level wise. So it's not a bad idea if you're in a cut period, because obviously dieting in its own right will reduce thyroid function. So, and we've discussed this lots of times about dropping in a low dose of T3 just to ensure that your thyroid levels are where they need to be while you're cutting. Um, so uh, I don't really have much more than that on that one, to be honest
0: dodgy Dave with two phones see Nathaniel dodgy. that's what I'm talking about dodgy Dave
1: Dod- dodgy laser with two IDs yeah that's true
0: we got a bunch of really nice comments i though.
1: though. I've got something to tell you as well
0: oh you did you said you had news what's going on not telling you now are you coming here
1: no I'm a bollocks
0: you coming to visit no. bring me cake Bring me something British, Dave. Bring me like um, uh, you know, something British. Pie. Yeah, yeah. Bring like me one pie. of those. One of those. No, Bring cabbage. Bring um, cabbage.
1: So I had a, I got an email on Saturday morning. Okay. From a gentleman called Jim McVeigh. Jim McVeigh. Jim McVeigh is a professor of substance misuse at <sighs> Manchester University.
0: You've mentioned him before, yes.
1: Mm-hmm. And he heads up the ASUK project, which is basically an academic-based steroid harm reduction intervention type project looking at user numbers where things can be improved and services can be improved to help users, et cetera, et cetera. Yes. So I've done some work with them this last year. um, And they have what's known as a public expert advisory board. Which is shortened to the Peeb. Peeb? Yeah, Pee- <laughs> Peeb, yeah. That's, um, that's
0: a funny word, Peeb.
1: And he's asked me to be the chairman of the Peeb.
0: You're going to be the head Peeb.
1: I'm going to be the head Peeb, yes.
0: Dave, the head Peeb. I think that's fitting. Just the sounds of it, it the ring to it. That's cool, actually. <sighs> Name aside, I like that. Yeah,
1: yeah so um, he's, he's asked me if I would I'd be the chairman for the public uh, expert advisory board.
0: Nice. How much does that so that's pay? My news. How much does that pay a year? Like, are you going to re... Fuck. Is it, like, will you retire on um, this salary? I know, I, I know I we do this. My, we do this kind of stuff. I wouldn't we'll even pay it. my
1: coffee, Yeah. You know, they wouldn't even pay my coffee bill, mate. I'm even told, because he said it's subject to funding. Yeah. Uh, and i said, well, I'm, I'm not bothered about being paid. Well, oh, shit, dude. not a driver for me with that. So we'll see what happens, but uh, yes.
0: Shit, man. I mean, if you could get paid <coughs> so you and you get some re- sort of funding, that'd be cool.
1: You can refer to me as Mr. Chairman from this point moving forward, if you don't mind, please.
0: Can I call you Mr. Peeb instead?
1: No, you can call me Mr. Chairman.
0: <laughs> All
1: right. Well listen, uh guys, we
0: didn't get to talk about everything that was going on, but I know Dave opened up a new clinic uh this weekend, didn't you?
1: Bradford, yeah. Yeah, we did in Bradford.
0: You mentioned the last episode that you were you were gonna be doing this, so this happened, huh?
1: Yeah, I didn't think it was gonna happen, but it did. Um we opened on Saturday. Um for anyone that knows Bradford, it's on Manningham Lane, underneath the Crush Juice Bar. So you have to go into Crush, and then you go downstairs, in the clinic's downstairs. It's next door to the needle exchange, and opposite J.W. Gym, which is a twenty-four-hour gym. Uh, so it's quite a good loco for us, really.
0: So the needle exchanges—we don't have those here, but I assume that's mostly for like people who are using, uh, you know, illicit. Uh, recreational drugs do they do steroids too though right
1: yes and needle exchanges first started out as um equipment exchanges for heroin addicts and injectable drug users yeah and then as as steroids has grown in popularity they 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 used to deal with steroid users but it was always funded by the heroin fund projects okay um but in in recent years um Injection, injection equipment for steroid users has now got its own funding. Oh, um, and a lot of some clinics specialise. Uh, Glasgow runs a, a, a very well-renowned and, and very well-thought-of newly exchange program targeting steroid users. Hmm. Joe Keen runs Bradford or used to run Brafford, He's doing some other stuff for the company that owns it all at the moment. He's got a good reputation within steroid use as well from from that angle. Um, so that, yeah, a lot of needle exchanges now do actually offer dedicated services for steroid users.
0: I saw this picture too. You guys were out at Code Fitness. You had a busy weekend.
1: Mm, I was very busy on Sunday was Code.
0: Hold on a minute. Is that a real phone number? Zero seven seven
1: three six? No, the, the, um, it's because the mobile side door is
0: oh, I open. see I see I see I got gotcha. you I thought there was only that few numbers uh, in England that you guys only no, had like no. call me my phone number is five something like that no
1: that's a very American thing to say Scott.
0: <laughs> I try I try well dave I look forward to the wedding i uh I can't wait to come and stay with you and uh I'm so grateful that you're Gonna host this for us. Uh, it's gonna be fantastic. It's gonna be really nice. I appreciate it.
1: Just let me know what flight you're on.
0: <laughs> you wouldn't ruin this for Victoria, would you?
1: No, just you.
0: No, <laughs> she can stay. She can go. Just not me. All right.
1: I I I, th- I think she'll find you being anal cavity search quite amusing, personally. <laughs>
0: All right, guys. Well, listen, if you are in the UK, uh, check out Eval. You can get all your blood work done there. Uh, You can get phlebotomized because that is a word that I just made up. Phlebotomized. You can uh, visit with Dave. His uh, wife will bring you some tea. You guys will have crackers and stuff like that. Or if you don't live by Dave, I don't care where you live. You might live in, you know, Scotland or something. Just call him. Uh, He's got the blood bus. He'll run out the lab work for you. He'll take your blood and he'll bring you a pizza. So give him a call on that uh, and check out crosslands.org.uk. If you'd like to get some coaching from him, you can reach out to me at McNally diets at gmail.com and we can talk shit together about Dave, or you can talk to me about coaching too. Uh, Of course. Um, Yeah.
1: God does a money back, double your money back guarantee that if you don't lose the weight you want to lose, whether you follow his diet or not, he will pay you your money back twice over.
0: Twice, yep, twofold. I'll pay you. In fact, with my coaching, I pay you to lose weight. Every pound of fat you lose, I pay you $25. So work with me, right? That's a, I don't know. I don't know. We're out of shit. We got no more. We did have a couple more questions, but we didn't have time for them, guys. So uh, do us a favor, comment uh, on this episode. We will be happy to get your questions on the next one. Dave Crossland, as always, my friend, it has been a pleasure.
1: Thank you. Speed of chill. The chairman.